0: Warning, the following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to The The Television Archive, the The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media my name is thomas michael clark and this is person of interest these people irrelevant we don't hunted by the authorities we work in secret you'll never find us but victim or perpetrator if your number's up we'll find you we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 2, titled Ghosts. A much, much better proof of concept for how good this show can be than the pilot was. If for no other reason, then we get that bad ass elevator sequence at the very beginning, which I love. It's so good! It's such a great opening! I love it! It's the best thing <laughs> ever! It's awesome! Uh, but, after that incredible, incredible opening, uh, we get the main story of this episode, which is so much more interesting than what we got in the pilot by a lot. So, a new number comes in from the machine, and it is the number for a girl who is already presumed dead and has been for two years. So somehow they're chasing a damn ghost. Already, perfect hook. Like, just thousand percent, it's great, it's awesome, I love that. That is the exact perfect way to suck me in immediately. And then, of course, like, they find out the girl's alive, uh, the police never found her body, and they just stopped looking for her. And in protecting her, they untangle very cleverly uh, this intricate web of hitmen and shady real estate dealings. Uh, You find out that the reason that this girl and her entire family were targeted and the reason her entire family was killed uh, was because her uncle convinced her dad... To get into this deal with this uh, third-party real estate place, and it was like a lo- it was supposed to be a long con because, like, it was ruined by like oil spills. This land that they got, but when it was going to be cleaned up, it would have been perfect. It would have been great. It would have been awesome. It would have been a lot of money, but of course the government moves too slowly, so they wanted the money now, and so they target the entire family. Uh, Teresa is spared because this particular hitman had a conscience. Literally, that's that's literally the only thing that saved her. It's like, this hitman had a conscience, and is like, I don't kill kids. So he just let her go. But then they found out And they sent another hitman to finish the job because... Turns out the brother was right. And... uh, The government came through and it's worth like 50 times what they paid. So the whole probate thing isn't a thing that pans out. And Teresa is the legal heir. Yay. Uh, (laughs) And this whole mystery... It is so intriguing, so well explored, it unfolds in a really amazing way, like, and at no point, like, every piece of it, like, makes sense. At no point does it ever feel like they're magicking their way to a conclusion. Which is something that happens in 99.999% of network procedurals that I absolutely hate. They just, like, magic their way to a conclusion because they back themselves into a corner and can't figure out how to get out of it. So they're just like, oh, it's this guy. Show over. Don't think about it. Uh, But person of interest never really does that. In this episode, like, they don't do that here. And it's really, like I said, it's really clever, really well done. And I love how it pans out. Uh, And they unfold this entire mystery while Reese and Finch are playing guardian angel to Teresa. They get her to trust them. Uh, They hold her up in a, a hotel room. Finch is guarding her the entire time while Reese goes after uh, the people behind the hit, we get this amazing moment where Reese just drives a damn truck (laughs) into the head of this real estate agency, this shady real estate company that's like a front for dirty dirty money. It all culminates in this brilliant sequence with Finch and Teresa running through the halls of this hotel and playing cat and mouse with this hitman, Uh, trying to shake him, it's so, so freaking phenomenal, and tense, and amazing, uh, and so smartly crafted. Reese takes out the hitman, Teresa is safe. Uh, Reese offers her up for Carter, who's been uh, trying to track down the guy with the suit, trying to build a case against him. Reese delivers Teresa to Carter. Teresa's like, "Yeah, I don't remember uh, the people who helped me. It was a very traumatic experience." So Carter can't build a gate a case against guy with a suit, but she can like put a bow on this whole Teresa business. They reunite her with her aunt. That's another thing, too. Like, we have the aunt who had nothing to do with any of this and is just in complete and utter pain because literally her entire family was just decimated in this one fell swoop. Like, in this utterly tragic event. Now Teresa's alive and she has some family again. So it's a really heartwarming ending and it's very, very, very good While all this is happening, we have a bit of a subplot where we're learning just a little bit more about Finch. Reese, in his curiosity, is following Finch, trying to learn more about him. He finds that Finch has a day job as a software engineer at a company he secretly owns. Weirdly. And in the most Finch move ever, the second Reese, like, shows up at the company, and is like, oh, you're a software engineer here, but you own the company, huh, that's weird, I guess it, I'm guessing nobody knows. Immediately, Finch just walks away, leaves that job, and is done. Like, he just burns the bridge as soon as Reese crosses it. Like, it's great. And we also get these flashbacks to the early days of the machine. Uh, with Finch's partner, who apparently, like, took pretty much all the credit for what Finch did most of the work on by Finch's design. Finch is like, I don't want to be in in the spotlight. I do the work. You take the credit. Blah, 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 blah. And we see the early days of the machine, Uh, the creation in 2002, fast forward to 2007, uh, his partner finding out about the irrelevant list, and he actually is the first one to object to the irrelevant list, saying, hey, we're ignoring these people. And Finch basically, (laughs) basically says, don't think about it. Finch's response is basically, don't think about it. Like, acceptable losses, blah, 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 blah. But of course, clearly, at some point between 2007 and 2011, when this takes place, clearly at some point in there, he had to convince... He had to convince him somehow. But we also learn in that final shot that this dude died in like... 2010, there's, like, a bust at the company that Finch was working at, labeled the founder, uh, something-something to 2010, he's dead, it is that dude's face, so, yeah, the legacy, uh, the history of the machine, rather, is spotty it turns out <laughs> there is a lot of nuance to the history of this machine and what led to Finch going I'm going rogue and ticking off the numbers on this irrelevant list with this dude Reese uh but yeah much 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 better proof of concept than the pilot pilot was solid like it wasn't it wasn't bad or anything but like this is just if you're looking for plot-wise proof of concept of like what the show can do and how good it can be and how engaging and badass it can be, I think this is a better this is a better proof of concept than the pilot was by quite a bit uh, because it doesn't feel as networky as humanly possible. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast Anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode. ...of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as the simplest, just a pushable button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Clark. pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which gets put out once a month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 3. Talk to you then.